place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics now Aloha, comic book fans! Welcome to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 166, where I do a lot of strongly recommending, but only lightly reviewing, of the best of the new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, July 18th. In this particular podcast, stayed clear of the evil con crud. I am your host, Chris Latore. I hope that you and yours are happy and healthy. Thank you so much for joining us right here and listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I really appreciate it. Please hit the subscribe button to our podcast. Check out our past podcasts on our giant feed. And please follow us on the social media. We've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, even YouTube. All with one easy-to-find name, at Sunspots Comics. That's right, easy to find us. So let's start out with some thank yous, of course. Some warm, thankful thank yous. First, I want to thank our sponsor, PopUpTea.com. If you love a humongous selection of nerdy t-shirts of all different kinds, then you are going to love PopUpTea.com. Go check them out. Most importantly, make sure you use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS, and you'll actually get 25% off of any shirt order on PopUpTea.com. That's right. All you got to do, punch in the promo code SUNSPOTSCOMICS. You even get 25% off the clearance stuff, which is already so low-priced. It's great. But thank you, PopUpTea.com. Also, thank you to my friend Nick, Papa George, for singing our fantastic Sunspots Comics theme song. He's a fantastic solo singer. He's the lead singer of his band and also the guitarist. The band's called Solution. Please check out his solo stuff on his Facebook.com slash PopDs with a Z and his band Solution at Facebook.com slash Solution Reggae. There's links to his music. There's some upcoming show dates coming very soon. If you love feel-good music that combines reggae and rock and ska, you're just going to love Solution and Nick Papa George's music. Please check him out again on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PopDs or Facebook.com slash Solution Reggae. Thank you to my friend Nick. Also, thank you to my son, Justin Jables Latori for his work on our Sunspots comic spinoff podcast. It's called Sunspot Scene. Sunspot Scene is my son, Jables, and a few friends. They talk about movies and TV shows of all genres, not just the comic book movies, although those do come up into the conversation quite often. They also sometimes play a very goofy game at the very end, so you got to listen all the way to the end to have a chuckle or three. Please subscribe to our Sunspots Comics Podcast. You'll already get the Sunspot Scene Podcast, but it's available on all the podcatchers, and please check them out on Instagram, at Sunspot Scene. So thank you to my son, Jables. So now let's leap right in to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 166, starting out with some stuff! That's been a floating around up inside of my nerd brain. The first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply in my nerdy frontal lobes is San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, the con of all cons. I wanted to share a few of my favorite moments or a few of the favorite announcements that I enjoyed listening to. 
And uh, I tell you, I haven't been to San Diego Comic-Con in a few years. I try to spread it out and go every five to seven years. And man, what a giant mecca it is. It's insane of all the things that I saw. Which I'll even, I'll cover a few things here, but follow us at Sunspots Comics and I'll cover some of the memorable moments of San Diego Comic-Con there as well. The first thing that jumped in there is the trailer park. <laughs> Just, oh, so many trailers, my goodness. Uh, from Aquaman to Deadly Class to Godzilla King of Monsters, Shazam and Glass. By the way, at the Alex Ross booth, I got a beautiful free glass poster with Samuel Jackson as the centerpiece and it's just fantastic. I'll share a picture of it very soon at Sunspots Comics. But I would say if I had to pick one, if you had a, a, a laser gun to my forehead and said I had to pick one that's my favorite trailer of all the trailers, I would say that the top pick for me was the Aquaman trailer. Yes. Uh, James Wan, fantastic director. I actually got a chance to meet him at San Diego Comic-Con uh, about seven years ago. But uh, man, it gave me just goose pimples all over, crazy chills, and the first 10 seconds of watching the Aquaman trailer, and then I turned it off. I said, that's enough. I looked at the, the playtime. How can you call a three-minute trailer a teaser trailer? <laughs> but anyway, the Aquaman trailer, it's really about the per perfect, chiseled, realistic CGI and this heavy, full orchestration. They nailed it. Those are the two things you really need in a superhero movie to take it to the next level. I also, I'm just a huge fan, and I love fellow Hawaiian, Jason Momoa. Aloha, my brother. You're killing it. Um, <laughs> but I'm a huge fan of no matter what he does. But uh, I'm super excited now to see Aquaman in December. we got to wait till December 21st. But of all of them, I would say this is the one that really moved me and gave me chills and got me excited, uh, which uh, it was surprising. Again, just the opening sequence of Aquaman just soaring through the water, with all these gorgeous sea creatures all around him, I was like, I had the chills. I think my eyes welled up with, a little, with tears. Again, it's that little kid in me saying, I can't believe that we're having an Aquaman movie. This is amazing. But anyway, <laughs> um, that was my favorite. If I had to pick one of the trailers, of all the trailers, my goodness, go online and see them all. There's so many. Shazam, actually, I thought initially it would look, uh, I don't know, just had this kind of cheesy feel, but no, it, it, it was surprisingly good, Shazam. But anyway, Aquaman won, and I can't wait till December 21st. The second San Diego Comic-Con memorable moment was the DC Universe booth, and man, they, they won, in my opinion, I don't know, there were so many good ones, of as, as far as the most appealing booth and the most to do and the most freebies that were being given out and just the giant screens of things and the gorgeous statues and actual outfits from like Aquaman and other movies, DC movies. Uh, they just had such a well done, it had to have cost like $300,000. This just extremely professional, well done. The sound in it was great from all the soundtracks of DC movies and DC animated films. So it was just a fantastic one. But they, uh, this DC Universe Online, they've decided DC is doing their own streaming service with a twist. They will have the classic DC movies and TV shows like Wonder Woman and The Incredible Hulk, the old stuff from the 70s. And they'll have a ton of original content like the, the live gritty action Rated R Titan serial, which broke the internet recently with Robin saying, F Batman. <laughs> but uh, anyway... 
Anyway, it looks so dark and gritty and crazy, you just have to see it, but that's going to be exclusively on the DC Universe online streaming service. And the Swamp Thing series, which is executive produced by James Wan that did the Aquaman movie, uh, Doom Patrol, Stargirl, a Harlequin series, and a ton of new seasons of animated features, one of them being the animated hit Young Justice. So there's a ton of that, plus you'll be able to read DC Comics as well. Now, they haven't fully announced as to what that's going to be, how old the comics will be, is it going to be voice acted, will there be audio, is it just going to be just reading comics digitally, I gotta see how they lay that out, so I'm really excited about it, and also uh, San Diego Comic Con offered this exclusive deal that if you signed up there at San Diego Comic Con, it was $75 for the year, but they gave you three more bonus months, which is great, and then I got two free t-shirts, there's like a DC Universe t-shirt and an Aquaman t-shirt, they were handing out like DC Universe pins and they even had free like green lantern rings these little plastic green green lantern rings which i have a couple of i just never had a green one so it's pretty cool also if you buy the uh, dc universe online there you get entered in for a chance to win tickets to see the u.s premiere of aquaman so all my webbed fingers crossed <laughs> so really excited about all that the third memorable moment was meeting the CEO and president of Super 7, Brian Flynn. Hey, Brian, how's it going? I told him I'd give him a shout-out here in the podcast. I love their reaction action figure toys and their Masters of the Universe line, all of their Universal Monster toys and their clothing. It's just a very well-done, very professional, very top-line feel to this kind of nostalgic, beautifully presented toys. I even love all the card backs to their action figures. The art is so fantastic, like the Hellboy stuff. I just shot a picture of it on my social media at Sunspots Comics. But I just want to say hello and thank you, Brian. And hello and thank you to everyone that I met at Super 7. You guys were crazy professional. You had it together. I didn't hear sighing or I, or I didn't see the rolling of eyes to people with questions. It just seemed you had patience and energy. And uh, this was on day three. So fantastic. Please check out Super7.com. They have so many wonderful toys. I just loved it, and it was definitely a memorable moment of San Diego Comic-Con. A fourth thing that was memorable to me was an announcement, a big one for me, in my opinion, was that DC Comics announced that Batwoman will debut on screen this December. We will actually see Batwoman for the first time on anything on CW's annual Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of, of Tomorrow crossover. No Black Lightning, now that I think about it. Why not? Not cool. But anyway, <laughs> um, then, more than likely, it's not confirmed that Batman, Batwoman will be moved on into potential production for a TV show, a CW, Berlantiverse TV show, in 2019. Now, I hope that Greg Berlanti breaks the CW mold a little bit here for Batwoman um, and maybe sticks a little truer to the comic book treatment of Batwoman because it's a great... I mean, Kate Kane is a great story and the relationship with her father and how he's this, you know, general in the military and sort of starts this this sort of bat military that's sort of on Batman's side, but doing their own thing there and how the conflicts between the Bat family uh, and, and the Kane family. It's it's I hope they, they keep it there and it's and it's gritty and uh, and that it's true and that she I did read they'll 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 at least have uh, that she is an openly gay character that will be represented. I'm good. I was hoping they didn't twist that out of it or anything. So, man, I can't wait to see Batwoman on screen on something and hope that uh, it grows and moves on from there. And I hope the suit is as good as the suit in the comics because 
I just hope they don't infuse a ton of leather. You don't need all the leather that all the CW has. Let's uh, let's just let's go with some spandex. Let's go with some, you know, the plasticky style and the molded look of things. I, I anyway, I, I'm super excited to see Batwoman on the screen on a some kind of screen and fingers crossed for her own CW show in 2019. There's really been no actors listed. Um, it's just Berlanti's done his thing and he's talking to a few people. So nothing's really confirmed, but I was super excited to hear that announcement at San Diego Comic-Con about Batwoman. And the fifth and final memorable moment of San Diego Comic-Con for me was meeting the iconic comic book creator, Eric Powell. He created, writes, and does most of the art for his series called Goon, Hillbilly, and Spook House. I love all those comics. I highly recommend you read them. They have been picks of the week and art winners of the week and artist cover artist winners of the week. Uh, Albatross Funny Books, which is the best name in comic book publishing, by the way. Fantastic. But uh, all of that uh, that Eric Powell does, it very much has a, a unique Eric Powell voice. He is uh, It has kind of a southern sensibility, but he's just a lover of monsters and taking it and pushing the envelope in that monster realm, but also adding in moments of tenderness and heart. It really, he is one of the best uh, artists, cartoonists, comic book creators. Uh, for me, it's it's top five, and that's just rarefied air, but that's Eric Powell. And so we had a nice conversation. I got to sit down and actually talk to him. He said he would be a guest on a future Sunspots Comics podcast, so I'm super excited about that. He was a gracious, gracious person to speak to. Uh, just, just a phenomenal human being, and a few of the staff that I spoke to, like, like Shay or Shy, I think is her name, Cheyenne in full. But um, they had these super cool tiki mugs that was designed by this really cool artist, I guess that does a lot of tiki mugs, named Thor. Great name. I pre-ordered those. They had one on display. It was fantastic, which I took a picture of. I'll share very, very soon at Sunspots Comics. I even last year I do, I donated to their Goon movie animated movie Kickstarter. So look online on YouTube and watch the very finished, very complete little miniette issuette of of what the treatment of the Goon animated movie would look like. He wants to kind of do like a rated R CG animated film based in his monster. Love and world. I love Eric Powell's brain and all of the crazy, wacky, intense monster stuff he comes up with. But he's uh, definitely an idol of mine, uh, one that I look up to, one that I aspire to be like. Uh, he's, a, he's a unique creator. Just doing it on his own. Check out Albatross Funny Books and everything that Eric Powell does. Hillbilly is uh, one that he has kind of semi-monthly. And Spook House, the new Spook House, which is this great all-ages uh, horror, Halloween-ish, spooky fun comic book called spook house comes out in october so i can't wait thank you eric powell it was a pleasure meeting you and a absolute moment i'll never forget for the rest of my life so i will post some other memorable moments and some goodies and things that i bought and whatnot uh, about all the san san diego comic-con on my social media at sunspots comics so make sure you follow us there's i've already hit throughout some stuff but there'll be more coming also thank you to my friend mike norris for going with me to san diego comic-con we had a ball a super duper blast. It's really the best thing when you can go to a comic con with a with a friend, a close friend that that loves the nerd stuff as much as you do. It's the absolute best. But thank you, Mike. I had a ball. Let's do it again next year or all the other cons coming up very soon in California, which I try to go to most of them. Oh, also a heartfelt thank you to my boss at Aftershock Comics, the editor in chief, Joe Pruitt. Uh, thanks, Joe, for giving me the ticket to San Diego Comic-Con. I don't get to go to San Diego Comic-Con very often. It's so expensive. It's many thousands of dollars, but 
sincerely thank you to Joe Pruitt. Thank you, Mike Martz, and everyone at the Aftershock family uh, that I finally got to meet while you guys were there also. But thank you all for uh, letting me work with you. <laughs> I've been having the time of my life and for getting me into San Diego Comic-Con. Thank you, Aftershock Comics and Joe. I really appreciate it. And another thing that's on my nerdy brain that I wanted to discuss was to pay respects to the passing of a nerd icon, John Schnepp. John uh, was the creator of this fantastic documentary called The Death of Superman Lives. What happened? It's definitely his magnum opus, in my opinion. And he's done a lot of things in the nerd community. Uh, that, But this in particular, this documentary, I know uh, from watching it, and I bought it from him, that it took a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and years to make, and research, and tons of hours. And it you just feel that from watching this documentary because of how hyper detailed it is the documentary is about tim burton and nicholas cage the superman movie they almost created it never happened and why it failed and it's just nice that at least john got to to, to chase and produce and complete this amazing documentary that will go on and live on forever so at least he had to do that before he passed um so condolences to everyone in john schnepp's family uh, oh and listen to a past spotlighting interview that I did with John. Him and I had a conversation three years ago, right around May of 2015, at the Long Beach Comic Con when he just released his documentary. Again, it's called The Death of Superman Lives. What happened? But uh, it was a lovely conversation. Thank you to the great beyond, John. It was lovely meeting you and talking to you. And thank you for what you've done in this amazing film, Death of Superman Lives. What happened? Uh, and all the other nerdy contributions as well, and everything that you've done. There's so much, so many things. Just look up John Schnepp and uh, see all the things that he's been involved with in the nerd community. It's fantastic. But rest in peace, rest in the great beyond, the great nerdy beyond, John Schnepp. And uh, please, listeners, go and see Death of Superman Lives. What happened? It's fantastic. And just look up John Schnepp. So you will be missed, my friend. And the last thing. That's floating around up inside of my nerd brain is that I am creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. And it's just truly a dream come true. I've wanted to do a comic book my way since I was a kid. And I'm doing the writing and the lettering. Please follow the Zombie Destroyers team. I just posted a picture, by the way, from Zombie Destroyers artist one. It's gorgeous. Go to our, again, at Sunspots Comics. But um, wanted to please just give a shout out to the Zombie Destroyers team. Artist on issue number one, Jordan Hudson at Scab Lad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. Juan Mora, who does Zombie Destroyers art from issue two, at Young Minded Giant. And the colorist, hello, Caroline, Caroline Nalasco, at Carol N. Art. So thank you to all the Zombie Destroyers team for really helping me Make my comic book dream become a reality. So thank you. And if you want to see what Zombie Destroyers looks like, looks like just go over to my website, sunspotscomics.com. Just click on Zombie Destroyers, and you will see six sample pages done by Jordan Hudson. They're fantastically gorgeous. Check it out. Again, just go over to sunspotscomics.com, click on Zombie Destroyers to see what my comic book looks like. Next up is a quick mention of the segment I love called Spotlighting. We have so many fantastic interviews there. Uh, on Sunspots Comics issue 159, just a few weeks ago, I interviewed comic book creator Nandini Bapat. She created this heartwarming, amazing comic book about the life of her grandfather. It's called Aja, spelled A-J-A. you got to check it out. Um, it's free on this app to look at and view, but she's, I think, just now going to be selling it on paper. Buy it on paper. It's, it's fantastic. It'll warm your heart. It's one you can share with your family, and because uh, if, if, everyone has a grandpa. 
Uh, so check it out. It's called Aja. Plus, there's a ton of other spotlighting interviews, like the interview I did with John Schnipp uh, back in May of 2015. And, and, and one great one that I wanted to highlight really quick is there's an interview on the spotlighting uh, feed with a comic book artist and movie director called Troy Nixie. It's on the podcast feed. Check it out. He is a fantastic artist uh, doing this comic recently called Vinegar Teeth from Dark Horse. They, he completed it. Issues 1 through 4 are available now. If you like weird and wacky and uh, just kind of wild, uh, kind of Hellboy style it's not even Hellboy. It's out there kind of art. You're going to love Troy Nixie's art. He also directed a horror movie, horror kind of family fun-ish kind of in the Hellboy-verse feeling movie because um, it's called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, but it's written by Guillermo del-, del Toro. That's why it kind of has that Hellboy feel to it, in my opinion. But we talk about his movie. We talk about the comic book, and you can follow Troy Nixie at Troy Nixie on everything, but it's a fantastic spotlighting interview. Check it out on the feed. We want to do what we can here to help support comic book creators and struggling comic book creators like myself. Um, so if you work in comic books or you're trying to break into comic books like me and would like to have a conversation right here on a future podcast, just send me a message and maybe a review copy of your comic book work to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Or, of course, just message me on all the social media at Sunspots Comics. So now, on to the main course. The centerpiece, the tastiest nugget, the prime cut, the sweet spot, the meat and potatoes of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations where I share with you my favorite picks of the brand new fresh comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, new comic book day, July 18th. And of course, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But don't worry. Have no fear. <laughs> I really work super hard to just inspire you to read these comic books without spoiling them. Why would you do that? I never discuss the last three or four pages. I leave them alone. I'll only say something like, amazing cliffhanger. Uh, and I also only cover some of the interesting points that make up a comic book. So, yes, you will hear me miss things, but it's kind of on purpose. I only want to give you a couple of tasty nuggets to just inspire you to buy and read these comic books. But just in case, you've been super-duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. Also, to see everything encapsulated all in one place that is Sunspots Comics. Everything I'm reading, all my favorite picks, everything that's been going on with Sunspots Comics since the beginning, 2015. Go to sunspotscomics.com. You can even click on the pull list to see the recently just updated 120 titles that I'm currently reading. That's right. It's a lot. I just updated it last week. Also, click on top comic books of the week and you will see all of my past top comic book picks. They're all there. All cataloged. But I update, simplify, and compact Sunspots Comics every single week. I'm super proud of it. Please check it out. Again, it's called sunspotscomics.com. Very easy to find. Now, let me introduce, let me announce this week's artist winner and cover artist winners of the week. Every week, I pick what I believe to be the best comic book art of the week. And of course, it's subjective. It's just what made my eyeballs the happiest. So here we go. This week's art and cover winner, by the way, is one and the same human being. That's right. It's Lee Weeks for Batman issue number 451 from DC Comics. Follow him at Lee Weeks Art on everything. But he won the cover artist winner, and he won the the art winner this week. Totally worthy. It's amazing. you got to see it. He has a, a very kind of classic, simple style, the best way to sort of explain it. Not a lot of blurring or uh, sort of scratchiness to his lines. They're very clean, very precise. 
and I love that. It's a style I've always loved. Uh, let's start with the cover. Um, it's just gorgeous. There's this action scene of Batman choking Mr. Freeze, and he's on the edge of a building, and uh, it's just a fantastic scene there. And they have he has this amazing shadowed kind of foreground and this just lovely orange background with kind of these speckly blue dots on it. Like it doesn't kind of make sense as to why the sky would look like that, but it has this very kind of unique, interesting look. I'm a sucker for orange and blue too, so it's like my one of my two of my three favorite colors right there. But um, the dark blue foreground and black foreground just really stands out with that orange background, so it just really pops. Uh, Lee Weeks has kind of this these this way of doing these subtle action lines on Batman. Like even on the cover, his right arm is like just it's perfection. The way the muscles and the shadow looks and everything. He's got his hand around Mr. Freeze's throat, and there's this cold mist effect that's colored all around him as kind of like the breathing apparatus has kind of popped and. It, his uh, coolant material is, is oozing out, but it just looks, it's the right amount of coloring to make it look perfectly real. It's wonderful. And then you have the contrast of sort of comic book art, but I love that. It doesn't look digitized or photo rendered. It's just, it's a perfect amount of coloring and shading to make it look really real. That's what Lee Weeks is all about. And it's just wonderful. I love it. Um, now onto the body of the comic as I'm flipping through here. My favorite sequence that just made my eyes the happiest, my eyeballs were just soaring with glee, was on page three, it's this single splash page, you gotta see it, and this is Batman 51, art by Lee Weeks, it's this God's eye view of, of a very hyper detailed Gotham City, and it's kind of the same scene that's happening on the cover, it's just at this crazy God's view angle, and then there's these close up sort of slim panels that are sliced in between this single page splash, of Batman like strangling Freeze, it's close up. And then there's some courtroom drama smashed in. It's just superb. It, it tells you and gives you so many little story elements with no dialogue in this splash page. It's just wonderful. It is it is the top of the, of the heap here, folks, when it comes to comic book art. Uh, oh, and then there's this other simple kind of splash page of, uh, of, of Bruce Wayne in this kind of really kind of crappy sort of not lit very properly motel, which he's sequestered to because of the courtroom drama that's happening. But he absolutely, Lee Weeks conveys this feeling of loneliness with the way he does the shadowing here and the perfect emotion on Bruce Wayne's face of just being kind of lonely and sort of stuck there. But it's really about how he sells the scenes, Lee Weeks does, with all of the realistic facial emotions, and it goes through the gambit here. There is everything from happy to sad to anguish to jealous. It's just all in here. It's amazing. You got to see it. Batman issue number fifty-one, art winner and cover art artist winner of the week. High praise, Lee Weeks. Man, gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. And the breakdown. I actually read thirteen comics this week. It was a lighter week, and only three of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's right. It's tough to make that top comic book pick list, folks. It's got to be fantastic. It's got to be great. It's got to be top notch. Or I'm not telling you. But oh, a new a new number ones. I always like to let you know when there is. There was only one, and it did not make it this week. Because, like I said, it's tough to make that great pick list, folks. So let's get into it. Here we go. Here are my top comic book recommendations. This is my great ones list. There are three of the best of the new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, new comic book day, July 18th. So here we go. I recommend you buy these at your local comic book shop today. So 
Like I said, there were three great comic books this week, so let's break into the countdown. Here we go. Coming in at number three is Skyward, issue number four. And this is from Image Comics. This is written by Joe Henderson and art by Lee Garbett. He did the, the art and cover. Gorgeous coloring, realistic, not over the top, very kind of blended perfectly. Antonio Fabella, fantastic colorist. But, oh, by the way, congrats to Team Skyward on Sony announcing that they acquired the film rights to this very comic, Skyward. So congratulations to Image and to everyone involved and Joe Henderson and Lee Garbett. Uh, you should be proud that your comic book uh, is hopefully, fingers crossed, will make it to film one day and be... Uh, your original vision, Mr. Joe Henderson, sticking to it. It's fine when they make twists, but your vision's very simple, clear, and your premise is very interesting, so I hope they don't make too many twists, Sony. But anyway, I love the world uh, and this uh, zero-gravity premise. That's what it's really all about. The centerpiece, though, is the father and daughter relationship. Uh, her dad, her name is Willa, is a scientist that could possibly fix the world's gravity, because that's, that's what happened. A lot of millions have died but has a crippling phobia. I think it's uh, agoraphobia when he has the fear of going outside. But anyway, it, it just cripples him. He can't go out there to save the world, but he thinks he knows a way to fix the gravity problem. Um, but <laughs> not going outside makes it a little bit difficult to save the world. But her dad's uh, ex-best friend, and who is a scientist as well, uh, made a crazy mint selling gravity boots. And he wants to keep the world at zero G even if he has to kill Willa and her dad. So that's that's what the premise is. The stage is set there. And that's it's taken sort of four issues to really kind of clarify the complete stage. I feel like that it's up and running now. I wouldn't just start here. I would go get the other three issues because they're phenomenal and great art from Lee Garbett. But the stage is set, folks. So here we go. Jump in right here. Number four, if you uh, uh, want to jump in. I still go get the previous three. But Will and her dad... Gotta stay alive and save the world. It's 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 this simple kind of story, this simple art, this very clean kind of premise and art, and all of it just all pairs so perfectly. That's what I love about it. I am a sucker for tender father-daughter moments, too. If you've listened to any of the previous Sunspots Comics podcasts, you'll know that, but there are definitely a few of those tender family father-daughter moments here, and I just, uh, you know, get welled up. I'm a sucker for it. But, uh, but... Skyward, uh, <laughs> it's like they know I love those moments because they're sprinkling in these father and daughter moments all over the place. So it's definitely at, at its heart, at its core. But there's an epic cliffhanger, an ending to issue number four here. So, man, it's like it's kind of starting this other arc. But read this ASAP, folks. It's wonderful. That's Skyward, my number three pick of the week. Fantastic stuff. Great, great comic. Pick it up immediately. Coming in at number two is the magic order issue number two so uh, skyward was a previous pick of the week so was magic order when it debuted issue number one about a month ago it was a top pick of the week and here it is at number two the magic order issue number two this is written by mark miller and uh, or millar however you say it and artist olivier coipel phenomenal realistic gritty artist Coloring by Dave Stewart, so very realistically colored. Shadowing is top-notch. This was definitely runner-up for Artist Winner and Cover Artist Winner of the Week. It was this gorgeous cover of this older woman sitting like in a taxi that's like a aquarium that's filled with water and fish are just kind of floating around her. 
uh, yeah, so you it, it's interesting and it teases you and you're like, man, I hope they explain this. Is this her magic power? She drives around in a taxi filled with water. She's like a Atlantean or something. I mean, I got Aquaman on the brain. But anyway, I've been loving this rated R Harry Potter series, which continues to push the envelope. Of course, that's Mark Millar. Uh, the opening sequence right here is probably my favorite sequence. It's the origin story of Cordelia, the escapist. And this opening sequence is shocking. I don't want to tell you the details of it because I want you to be surprised. It surprised me. She's a very interesting character. Uh, Mark Millar establishes this very strange, odd... Uh, she's a little bit of that Doctor Strange sort of feeling, but a kind of more extreme level, uh, you'll see, as her sort of primary thing is to escape. But anyway... All I'll say is, in this opening sequence, and why it was shocking, is it shows how she escaped the womb. That's right. Inside her mama's belly. As they were attempting to abort her. So yes, it's edgy, it's uh, it's grotesque a, a bit, but that's all I'll say. But that opening sequence was amazing. There's a lot more to it than just that, but that is a primary aspect of it. But it gets you from the get-go. Right in that opening sequence, you will be hooked, and you will be like, I need to read more of this. If you love the world of magic, Doctor Strange comics, Harry Potter, anything in that realm, you're going to love the magic order. It's intense, it's rated R, it's definitely not family friendly. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's a great start for a comic book. But man, I love, the real centerpiece of the story here is this kind of Hatfield and McCoy-like family feud between the two families of magic. And it's really ramping up to being this all-out epic bloody war between them. And I love that concept. That's the primary concept here of what the Magic Order is about, is that it's all out of order. But anyway, <laughs> but I love the cool way that the Moonstone family, they're kind of the good guys-ish, sort of. They're on the lighter side of Magic. But I love the Moonstone family, uh, the way that they gather to meet and their secret Magic hideout is fantastic. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say what it is, but it's great conceptually. Uh, and where they hide and how they can't be found in their little magic hideout. But you got to see that that part of it. But the tension is super thick here between um, the evil Madame. I love when they add Madame to anyone's name. It's just they have to be bad, I think. Uh, Madame Albany and, uh, and the Moonstone family. They're just building this tension. They're building this hatred for, towards each other. And I love that. I also love Mark Millar's sort of way that he does unique magic spells here. You've got to do that, I think, because we've seen... Magic done a million times, so you've got to twist it, you got to make it strange, you got to make it a little extra unique, a little more rated R is the way he goes here. He does not pull punches at all, zero, in the way that he does his spells, and the way that they're cast. So I'm really enjoying it, it's a definite, fresh, unique take in the world of magic, and very rated R, which I think just feels all right. It's not over-the-top rated R just to for shock value. It's it's written with really extremely well done character design and gorgeous art from Olivier Coppel. But check it out. The Magic Order, issue number two. Only on number two. You can jump right in. Get it immediately from Image Comics. Fantastic stuff. Thank you, Mark Millar. But here we go now. On to the number one top comic book pick of the week. The great one. The big cheese. The top dog. The supreme leader. The big kahuna. That's right, the number one comic book of the week. Here it is. It's our art winner and cover artist winner of the week. It's Batman, issue number 51. I tell you, this this one just surprised the heck out of me. I know that uh, people got fatigued with the bat and cat wedding and the payoff at the end. Uh, some people liked, some people didn't like. I don't think it was a payoff. I just think they decided to keep it going. 
Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But this is kind of a break from all of that. It's a break from the cat and bat wedding that, uh, you know, sort of semi didn't happen. Whatever. Um, I don't want to spoil everything about that. But anyway, I was glad that they just, it feels fresh. It feels like let's take a time out and do this kind of interesting story. So if you really needed a time out from the wedding drama, this is it. Here you go. Um, so I love a lot of this. Batman 51 seriously surprised me. Went right to the number one easily and I read it early on so it had a lot of challengers to that number one spot but it kept it the whole time it was able to battle you know battle off deflect throw a bat blade uh, upside the head of all the other challengers and maintained its spot in number one but Bruce Wayne is selected for jury duty <laughs> and that's that's kind of the core of this in this Mr. Freeze trial which uh, plus Batman of course he is as shown in the cover beats him down in kind of an abnormally violent fashion and uh, yeah, maybe Batman got a, a bit of a bat twinge from the feline frustration that's going on in his life. But I love when Bruce Wayne is just kind of there with the people. I love to see how he interacts. And he, at one point, he's just like having a chicken, like a chicken wrap uh, it, with, the, uh, with the jury uh, in the lunch break room with all the people that are selected for jury duty. Um, so just regular citizens of Gotham. I really enjoyed that sequence. They're having conversations. They're talking about Batman. They're talking about him. It's just all going on and how he kind of reacts to it, mostly in a quiet way. But how he handles it is very interesting and unique. And I don't think we've ever seen that. But um, And the trial is centered around the murder of three women. But it doesn't seem like they have any connection to Mr. Freeze or any connection between the three women or that they really have any evidence. So it's like the jury is sitting there sort of deliberating over... Just because it's Mr. Freeze in his past that they should convict him. And Batman is the man and he saved my cousin and saved my sister and uh, he saved my neighbor's daughter's dog and all of this. And so it's like they're not going on any kind of hard factual data here to go going for a verdict for a conviction. So um, that's that's what the premise of this. It sounds like it would be kind of talky and boring, but there's other moments where they sprinkle in the fight scene between Batman and Mr. Freeze drawn so gorgeously by Mr. Lee Weeks, by the way. And this is written by Tom King. He's been doing Batman for quite a while now and will be from here and beyond. Uh, but Tom King, fantastic. And coloring, by the way, gorgeous. A-plus coloring from Elizabeth Brightweiser, who is a top-notch colorist in the business, been doing it forever. Her and Dave Stewart, probably my two favorite colorists of all time. Just gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. But, um... It's a, it's an A-plus Bat Family team all put together here to make a fantastic Batman issue number 51. You can read it all by itself. It definitely has a insane cliffhanger at the end here. This this has uh, There's this old black and white movie you got to see that's courtroom drama, probably my favorite. Maybe A Few Good Men is my second favorite, but 12 Angry Men. That's what it kind of feels like. It has that vibe of it. It's an old black and white film, but it feels like that. And like I said, fantastic cliffhanger at the very end, which is important. I gotta read Batman 52, which probably comes out tomorrow. I mean, these, <laughs> Batman seems to be coming out so often, you just blink, and there's there's three more issues right there in front of you. I know Detective's coming, and Sins of the Father. It's just so many Batmans all up in your, in your bat lobes. But it's a fresh feel. It's a great place to jump on. It's got a unique take on Batman. Tom King is keeping it interesting, keeping it exciting. And uh, I know Lee Weeks will probably not be here again on art. It's just his stuff takes a while. If you look at it, it's gorgeous. But I'm all in. I, I have this strange list where I kind of give check marks uh, if, if it's uh, not a good comic. And after three check marks, I have to let a comic go. 
Um, this was so good, Batman earned the relinquishment of one checkmark. That's right. So it's uh, back in my good graces. I'm going to hang in there and give it a shot. But I would recommend this uh, to you. Go get Batman issue 51. Buy it on paper. It's gorgeous. It's glorious. Uh, thank you, Tom King and Lee Weeks, for this wonderful, wonderful comic book. Again, go see 12, 12 Angry Men. It feels a lot like that. But anyway, there you go. <laughs> That's the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 166. I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoyed these comic book recommendations. Quickly, let me lock the vault door. There you go. So all the comics are all locked in, sealed, put in their nice bags and boards ever so delicately. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for New Comic Book Day, July 18th. What a great week it was. Please go to a local comic book shop and buy those three immediately. Tell them Chris from the Sunspots Comics Podcast, the guy that works at Aftershock Comics, sent you to them. If you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, email me, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Would you like some free comic books? Yes, you, the listener. You want some? Well, all you have to do is just listen to past Sunspots Comics podcasts to get some. There are still some unclaimed Marvel Digital Comic Book codes in past Sunspots Comics podcasts. That's right. All you got to do is just go listen to them, grab the Marvel Digital code that I read. It's kind of early on most of the Sunspots Comics issues. So listen to me read the code, write it down, go to marvel.com slash redeem, punch it in, and see if you won. That's all you got to do. And there's a bunch of really good stuff in there. So go into Sunspots Comics feed. Pull out those Marvel digital comic book codes to get some free comic books. That's right, for you. Please sign up for our email newsletter at sunspotscomics.com contact. And don't forget, go over to cryptidzoo.com. My buddy Julian makes these fantastic augmented reality t-shirts, AR t-shirts, based on cryptozoology. They are phenomenal. All you got to do is use this, use this HP Reveal app and your smartphone and it makes these Cryptid Zoo t-shirts come to life. It's such a unique little thing that you're going to blow your friends' minds. I'm telling you, it's great. Use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 25% off of your Cryptid Zoo order. That's right. So go over to CryptidZoo.com, use the promo code SUNSPOTSCOMICS, and you'll get 25% off. So thank you, Julian. And that's CryptidZoo.com. Also, tune in next week for Sunspots Comics Podcast issue number 167. I'll be reading a list of 15 new comic books that are coming out on July 25th. And there's three brand new number ones that I'm hoping they are all great so that I can tell you about them, recommend them to you on next week's podcast. So please also do us a little favor. Help us here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Go to iTunes, give us some positive words, and then five stars in the review. Both those things together. I would really, really appreciate it. It helps the podcast a ton. I'll even read your review on a future podcast. I'll give you a shout out. And I will personally thank you by mailing you a little comic book prize pack delivered to your door as a personal thank you for me. It means that much. So please help us out and go over to iTunes. Give us five stars and a positive review. And subscribe. Listen in. Tell someone that you really like. Or maybe they're even just someone that is slightly nerdy and goes to the movies but doesn't read any comics, tell them about the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. But uh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a good rest of your day, week, month, year, whatever it is. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe to us. This is what you get. It's a lot of positivity. It's me packing in my favorite comic book picks that are brand new. That's what it's all, that's what it's all about here. So until next week, spend some time with the ones you love. That's always so important. And go read some comic books. Just get some. Grab some. Don't worry about continuity or what you're going to miss. Just pick one up and read it. And then do those two things together. Get some people that you love and read some comic books together. It's so much fun. But stay nerdy. 
and be like water, my friends. I'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Comics now.